All right, before I get to my next guest, Tom Patry, I want to remind you about a couple of our sponsors. First, our friends over at Parbar. Energy and focus on the course are essential whether you're playing you know, out on tour in your club championship or just your weekend four ball with your buddies. Par Bar, the golfer's nutritional bar, can help you with both energy and focus. Eat some before you get to the first tee and the rest every three holes until it's finished and you're going to play with more energy and focus to win. Par Bar was developed by a lifelong golfer and a food scientist to help all of us play our best. Go online to parbargolf.com and order yours today. We also really appreciate our friends over at the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. All Ben Hogan irons and wedges are handcrafted one at a time in their Fort Worth, Texas factory. No mass production, no shortcuts. You can order your custom-made irons, wedges, and hybrids over at BenHoganGolf.com. They build clubs to your specifications. The best of all, charge you a fraction of the typical retail price. Check out their complete line, again, of forged irons, wedges, utility irons, hybrids, bags, and accessories at BenHoganGolf.com. All right, now back with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is top 100 instructor Tom Patry. Tom joined me last week, and uh, we looked ahead to his time being there at Shinnecock Hills for the U.S. Open. This week he's there help running the uh, practice facility, and uh, he's going to be there all week. So he's our eyes and our ears for what's happening on the course and what to expect uh, during this weekend's uh, or this week's tournament. Tom is originally from Long Island, so Shinnecock is a golf course he has been intimate with his whole life. So if someone is going to have the pulse of the golf course and what to expect this weekend, it's going to be Tom, and I'm extremely honored he has taken some time out of his very busy week to join me tonight on Next on the T. Hey, TP, thanks for coming back on the show. Chris, how are you doing tonight? I'm fantastic, my friend. The question is, how are you with all the things going on there? i got to imagine your days are long this week. Yeah, we had a nice day today because we started about uh, the alarm went off about 4.30 this morning, and we just kind of rolled in now after dinner. So it was, it's, it's been a pretty long day today. So, Tom, give us your thoughts. You know, you, you've been on the property now for a couple of days. Tell, talk about the condition of the golf course and the layout. What do you expect to see this week? You know, Chris, the golf course is in great condition. It's uh, it's a little bit wider than the past opens I've been here. I've been for each of the opens here. It's a little wider. Um, we're supposed to get a little bit of rain tomorrow, which I, I hope doesn't happen because it will soften it up. But right now it's playing. It's getting firmer and faster every day. Uh, the conditions are perfect. Uh, the rough is extremely, extremely difficult. There's, uh, there's three step cuts, uh, a primary, a secondary, and then, uh, jungle grass. It looks like Africa in the third cut. Um, and, and the putting surfaces are actually perfect. They've done a wonderful job preparing the golf course and, uh, it was pretty windy the last two afternoons. If it gets windy out here during the weekend, it does not rain. It'll be an extremely, extremely difficult golf course. So to your point a moment ago, I saw the forecast for rain tomorrow. If they were to get the rain, if it does come through tomorrow, i got to imagine with the sub-air systems and all of that, that they're just going to suck that moisture right back out, right? So how long do you think it yeah, would take for the course to dry back out and get to back to the uh, firm and fast conditions? Well, I mean, Chris, the forecast is, is as much as an inch and a half tomorrow. And if that's true, even with technology, um, it, it will not be – It'll not be completely dry. I mean, it'll be very dry. The golf course drains very well, but you know, you're 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 just the day before the event on Thursday. So if you get an inch and a half tomorrow, it it will affect play on Thursday and possibly part of Friday, unless you get extremely extremely dry and windy conditions on Thursday morning. 
Um, I think certainly the early tee times on Thursday morning, if it rains tomorrow, will have a little bit of advantage of keeping the ball in play off the tee and certainly, you know, you know, seeking a few more pins a little more aggressively, uh, at least in the morning wave on, on, on Thursday morning. Um, so it could, it could alter the course of play for Thursday a.m., certainly. So if it were, if that were to be the case, right, and we, we get a, a, a much more receptive golf course Thursday and into Friday, who does that, uh, who, whose game does that play into? Is that a, is that a bomber's way? Because, you know, the, the shorter guys aren't going to get the roll, so the guy that can carry the ball the furthest is going to have, you know, a better opportunity to score well Thursday and Friday? Or is it, or is the opposite true where it brings some of the shorter hitters back in? Because again, there's only two par fives out there, so it's not like, you know, the, uh, the big hitters are going to be able to uh, take advantage of uh, all the par fives out there. Who does it favor? You know, Chris, I, I wasn't aware in 2018 that there were any shorter hitters on the PGA Tour anymore. Now, certainly, you know, <laughs> certainly Zach Johnson isn't Dustin Johnson. I get that. But, um, you know, I, I don't I mean those guys are so good now, Chris, and they're all so long. I mean, respectively, I understand there's differences, but, you know, I, I don't think it favors anybody. I think, I think Shinnecock favors the person who's extremely patient, who, who's a shot maker, who can get his ball in the wet right quadrant of the green. Um, certainly if you're, if you're hitting it into these greens with shorter irons, that's an advantage. I think it's going to come down to, and I have not seen the tee times for Thursday a.m. yet. It's going to come down to who has the morning tee times and, and then, you know, it's kind of game on from there. Tom, you talked about the three grades of rough. Talk about the distance off, off the fairway. How far off the fairway can you stray before you find yourself in real trouble? Well, yeah, I think that goes back to my first point, Chris, since the fairways are, are longer than they were at the last two, the fairways are wider, excuse me, than they were at the last two previous opens. The first cut is probably, uh, a yard, a yard and a half wide, and that's, uh, you know, the primary, which is, it's not that difficult, but you can still, again, if you get wet conditions, you're going to have some flyers or jumpers out of that rough too, which will also be a, be a problem. Uh, the second cut is pretty difficult. I mean, you're not going to really be able to advance the ball probably more than a hundred yards out of it. And then the third, the fescue, the third cut is absolutely impossible. You're lucky, first of all, if you can find the golf ball, if you can find it, I'm not sure you can advance it back to the fairway or not, depending on what kind of a break you get. There are some conditions out there where we drop balls in that in that third cut, and you literally look down and cannot see the golf ball after you drop it at your feet. Um, and that and that 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 cut is about um, I would say five to seven yards off off the fairway line. It, it's there's not a lot of room there. But again, that being said, the fairways are wider. Than the last time we played here and held it open here. Um, I'm not saying they're wide, but they are wider. Tom, we all know about uh, how the U.S. Open likes to set up the greens and, and the speed of the greens. What are you hearing about how fast the greens are rolling or going to be rolling this week? Well, I, th- I think they've kind of rolled in just the first couple of days, really, because they haven't, they haven't really turned the volume up yet, so, so to speak. But uh, you know, the superintendent here is a very, very astute guy, and certainly I'm sure the USG has a game plan for, you know, for how they're going to progressively work into Thursday morning. Um, 
I think they'll see the greens pick up a little bit tomorrow. I, I suspect that by game time, again, based on weather and what happens, um, they'll, they'll be in the 13 to 13, five range, I would think, which is, you know, somewhere between, you know, linoleum and a tabletop. Um, and, and the greens do have, do have a lot of undulation on them. Uh, some undulations are more severe than others. Um, you know, for example, nine, nine green and, uh, like 11 green are extremely pitched surfaces. If you get, you know, pin high right or left or above, you've got your hands full on those, on those surfaces, for example. And then the other thing that's great about Shinnecock is the greens that are not severe. They're very, very subtle, but they do move and they're hard to detect some of the subtleties. So there's some complexity out there. And you have to have your eyes open and your game plan and your, and your court and your, and your, your putting surface is mapped out very well before we start play. So, Tom, when I'm curious as you, again, you're you're one of the best teachers of the game on the planet. When you're out on the practice range and you may be watching a guy hit shots, do you have to turn the teacher off? In you, particularly if you happen to come across a guy who might be struggling a little bit with, you know, this shot or that shot as he's practicing, do you have to fight the urge to say, well, you know what, if you would just do this, you might be able to make that better? Well, you know, Chris, I'm here for a different reason this week, and and one of the things that you have to respect is most of these guys have their coaches with them, and 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 if it's not your guy, it's not your guy, and you got to keep your mouth shut and, and do your job and and do whatever you're supposed to be doing on property this week. Um, we've got not only the best players in the world here, we've got the best teachers in the world on the planet on this team, you know. Um, so these guys, most of them have their coaches with them this week. Um, and certainly if they don't have their coaches with them, I'm sure they were with them last week and they've already taken time to work out whatever their game plan is from a swing standpoint and from a management standpoint. Um, I have some, I have some friends here this week who are teaching and coaching the game. And certainly we've had a few conversations, but, um, you know, it, 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 it's not my place to do that this week. That's not what I'm here for. And, and I don't have any skin in the game, so I got to keep my mouth shut. Tom, just a couple of more before we let you go. And we certainly appreciate your time. One of the things that uh, I came across statistically for this week is that Matt Kuchar and Sergio Garcia are the only two players to make the cut in the last five U.S. Opens, which I find astounding based on, you know, how good we know the field is. Um, your thoughts on those guys. Would you be surprised to see either one of those guys win come Sunday? No, I, I would be, you know, listen, Sergio's got a Masters and Matt Kuchar, we certainly well documented as a as a very good ball striker and somebody who controls his golf ball very, very well. Um, I, I will I will lend this to you. I, I've been astounded up close this week because uh, I've gotten to spend some really close proximity time uh, with Tiger Woods, in and around Tiger Woods, Joey LaCava, who, who carries the Tiger, is a good friend of ours, and uh, we've had some pretty close access to watch him practice and hit some golf balls, and and i, I got to be I gotta be very, very honest with the audience. I was the guy who wrote him off about a year ago. Um, watching what we've watched this year so far and now watching it up close in person, I also got to watch him at Bay Hill earlier in the year, um, what he's gone through with his body uh, and his game and where he is right now is absolutely, it, it's astounding. It might be miraculous. Um, and the shots I've seen him hit this week in practice, and we've, we've followed him a little bit on the golf course, 
Um, if, if Tiger Woods has a B or B plus putting week, he could win by five shots. I mean, that's how impressed I am with what I've seen so far this week. Again, it's only, it's only Tuesday. It's the U.S. Open. And, and we may be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves in this conversation, but it's been extremely, extremely impressive. Uh, what I've seen so far, I just wouldn't have believed this a year ago right now. So, Tom, one more before we let you go. And I think the the fan favorite coming in has got to be Phil, right? I mean, he's The fans in New York love him. You know, three of his six runner-up finishes in a U.S. Open have come right there on Long Island, back at Shinnecock in 2004, twice at Beth Page Black. He had a couple of really good rounds this past weekend, a 66 and a 65 to bookend his rounds there at Memphis. So, you know, when you think about Phil Mickelson, do you give him a shot? Sure. I mean, how, how can you count out Phil Nicholson? He's one of the greatest players of all time. And obviously, as you said, because it's his, it's his, his U.S. Open record is, is incredible considering he doesn't have a win. Um, I think that's both a, uh, a blessing and a curse. I mean, a blessing in the sense that he's, he's, he's obviously proved he can play U.S. Open golf courses very well. A curse in the sense is does he have too much pressure on him to, to get the fourth piece of the puzzle, uh, you know, you know, on his on his mantle, um, Phil's got to know that the clock is ticking, and he doesn't have very many of these left. Uh, you know, to to take a run at. So he's obviously playing very well. He's played well all year. He's won already this year. Um, he, like you said, he played relatively well last week in Memphis. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's. Phil's a very astute professional. I'm sure he's done his preparation. But boy, there's got to be a lot of pressure on him with with the clock ticking. So Tom, we got to get uh, a prediction from you. Who do you think? You know, if, let me give you. A, you know, give, give me a foursome. Who are the four guys that you think uh, have a a really good shot at uh, taking home the title? I would think Chris Mascaro is number one in my book. Number one, he's probably you know, he's probably got a real. <laughs> I wish he were. After you, Chris, I would say that. Again, I'm really impressed with what I've seen with Tiger this week. Nobody's talking about, and I can't believe nobody's talking about, including you, Chris, Justin Rose. I mean, look at how well he's played this year. Um, yeah. The guy's a wonderful, wonderful ball striker. Has plenty of length. Doesn't really have a weakness in his game, and he and he and he's coming off a lot of really close uh, recent good play. So he's certainly uh, one of my two. And then you know, I mean. There's so many guys that, you know, are right there. I mean, Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, uh, Dustin Johnson. You know, you gotta put all those names in the hat. Phil, obviously, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount like you said at all. Um, God, it's just, you know, it's such a, such a log jam in the top 10. And then watch us all be wrong and some guy that's ranked, you know, 111th in the world that qualified, took what could qualify and come up and win this thing. And, you know, that's how crazy it can happen at an open venue. Who, who picked Brooks Kepka recently? Anybody? I know I didn't, you know. Right. Um, so we, we got a lot of golf to be played on a really hard golf course in very difficult conditions. But certainly those names I threw out at you are certainly guys that I would watch. And I didn't name Ricky Fowler as well. I throw him in yep. there. So. You know, game on Thursday morning and uh, buckle up and put your seatbelt on and get a beer and some pretzels. You're in, you're in for a hell of a weekend, I think. It's 
So what do you think the uh, winning score comes in at? Are we going to see something close to what we saw last year at Aaron Hills with a, a minus 16, or is this a single-digit under par and you'll be happy? You're not going to see 16 under Shinnecock, so I can, you, can, you can take all the money in the bank and go to Vegas on that one. There's not going to be any 16 under Shinnecock. But, you know, the last three opens here have been right around par, you know, one over, one under. The golf course has held up very, very well. And although we mentioned have wider fairways, we also have a longer Shinnecock than you're going to have. We've had several tee boxes built. It is going to play par 70 and, you know, somewhere between a mile and a mile and a half long. Now, if the wind blows and it dries out, I think you're still right around par. If it rains tomorrow and it doesn't get too windy and, it, and they really get aggressive, I think you might see you might see six or eight under. You could see I could see that happen. So I would, but I think that's my cap at Shinnecock because there's just there's just enough you know penal areas out there where somebody's going to make a mistake, you know, once around it, it's going to cost them. Um, so I, I was saying on 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 the high side even par and on the low side eight under somewhere in that range depending on on wind and rain. Tom, before we let you go, let our listeners know how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing with your with great website and uh, all the things you uh, all the places you're available on social media as well. Yeah, Chris, thank you. Uh, certainly at www.tompatry.com, you know. LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all available. Um, and uh, certainly every time I get asked to come on your show, it's a blessing. So I appreciate that, Chris, for the plug. And uh, hope everybody out there has a great open week and uh, enjoys Shinnecock Hills, whether they're here live or wherever they're watching in the world. And certainly to our armed forces, which I know you broadcast to overseas. Well, Tom, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, come back and be a part of the show. It's always a privilege getting to spend some time with you, my friend. I hope you'll come back and do it again real soon. It's any time. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, hope I talk to you real soon. All right. Take care, Tom. Enjoy the week. Thanks, Chris. That's the great Tom Patry, and again, P-A-T-R-I, TomPatry.com. His, his website's fantastic. A lot of great lessons available there, and uh, check out his schedule because he's uh, he spends time up in uh, on Long Island. He spends time you know, out in Maryland. He spends time down in uh, Fort Myers. So uh, Tom is going to be at a course near you, and one of the great things that Tom is offering this year is he'll come to you. So get in touch with him. Uh, you know, the opportunity to spend some time with a, a top 100 instructor like Tom is uh, is absolutely invaluable. So I highly recommend a him and b if you have them and have the means and the time, please reach out to him. Get him come to you because uh, his instruction is is the best in the game. And I can't thank Tom enough for taking time out of his uh, busy schedule to be a part of the show. All right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the Tee. We want to send out our thanks again to Zach Sutcher, Travis Fulton, and Tom Patry for joining me tonight. And, folks, please give me your thoughts. Check out our page over on Facebook, Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro. Give me your feedback. If you've got a question for one of our previous guests or one of our future guests, please let me know. We'll be glad to get that question answered for you. Please also check out our website, nextonthetee.net. On there, you're going to be able to see who some of our future guests are going to be. Plus, you'll be able to stream or download any of our archive episodes through our link back to our page over on Podbean. And we certainly can't thank 
our friends on Podbean enough for uh, featuring us. We're right front and center there. If you do a search for golf, boom, next on the tee is going to come right up there for you. Please also check us out on the Podbean app. You can download it and have that app available so you can take us with you everywhere you go. Please also check out our sister show on the football side, Thursday Night Tailgate, with me and my co-host Bob Lazari. That show airs live every Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. But just like this show, it is available as a free podcast over on Podbean and on iHeartRadio as well. On Thursday Night Tailgate, we're joined every week by five NFL legends sharing their stories from their playing days and their insights into what's going on around the NFL today. Plus, we also highlight two players doing great things in their communities in our Spotlight on the Positive segment. You can find that show, our website there is ThursdayNightTailgate.com. And again, this show, next on the net. Folks, thank you so much for choosing to listen to this show today. We know you got thousands of podcasts and shows that you have the opportunity to listen to. We really appreciate the fact that you are making Next on the T one of them. Until next week, hit him straight, my friends. You've been listening to Next on the T with Chris Mascaro, where PGA and LPGA pros and top instructors and media members Go to tell their stories. Join us the same time every Tuesday to hear more stories about the game we love from people who love sharing those stories with you. It's all about the great game of golf. It's all about the great game of golf.